too. Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guessed it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for absolutely free 99. We are back. We are here. College football season, regular season, championship season is behind us. We're looking into the bowls. The uh, Armed Forces game was yesterday. I'm not going to talk about it here because, you know, we're going to talk about other things. Before I get into anything we talk about today, all the sports, even our guests, I want to point out that I was a guest on the Perfect Property podcast with Julie St. George this week. It should be out by the time this one's in your inbox. Uh, we had a great conversation about the rate environment we're currently in and the rates looking forward in different ways to get into homes. Uh, if you think I'm fun talking about sports and comic books and all those sort of things, imagine me talking about something that I'm very passionate about in mortgages and the industry. We're going to find different ways to bring you guys some more of that content in the year 2024. Now, our guest, who's almost as exciting as a mortgage podcast. <laughs> we almost, almost, wow. It's a good podcast. We would say, I'm, I'm the guest, I'm going to go sit and down the podcast. I'm just, I, maybe that was me selling you. How about that, sir? Sure, How about that? Sir, sir, we've done entirely too many of these to, for me to know that. What, that was the first of many backhanded compliments. I, I, I just, we've done this entirely too many times. All right, for the record, listeners, I want just a little backstory. Matt and I are actually friends. We talked before we started recording. But when we got on the line today, I said, good morning. And he will actually me. So if you guys want to know, like, why? Oh, why Why would Deep Home come in so hot and spicy towards his friend? That's how we got here. Just, I want everyone to know. Like, he's acting like this terrible, like, representation of himself. Like, I can't imagine why my friend would come at me un, unprompted. No, sir. You hit me with, well, actually, and I hit you with a warm greeting so don't like we want to talk about who started warm it greeting. good morning that, is a warm that greeting. greeting had icy hot on it that's a warm good morning there's nothing that <laughs> no i'm not taking the fall for this one this is not this if we if we talk about backhanded comments that may or may not be coming this podcast i wanted to know how it started this time that's what i wanted i don't i don't even at this point yeah it, it might have been me and you said, tell people, no, tell people where they can find your work, sir. Well, you can find my work uh, on the Pick Six podcast. I do a couple of podcasts with them. I work on the CBS Sports Property uh, Cover Three every now and again. My main one is the Ion College Basketball Property, which is now last at last I checked the tenth most downloaded basketball podcast in America. And someone told me that I needed to embrace this before I looked at all the holes. And I'm going to give my friend Palm all the credit on this because between him and my fiance they've tried to get me to see the bright side of things and i'm trying it's just it like the way my brain works it never it never completely fully takes i appreciate the effort sir i appreciate the fact that you've come here and tried to improve yourself and you even went so far as to say a nice thing about a person who you genuinely like but it's against your nature to say nice things about i appreciate that <laughs> Yes. I'm and I'm going to use this as a segue to ask Adam Silver a question. Why, sir, would you go out of your way to say kind things about, oh, yeah, how do yeah. I put this? Yeah. One of the Terrorist worst. Yeah. Henry Kissinger. Yeah. <laughs> for those, who, for yeah, those who may not know, there's a video floating around from earlier this week where Adam Silver is on Pat McAfee's show. And there's a man in a tank top on your screen and a man in a suit on your screen. And the man in the suit is saying the wild shit. And if that's. <laughs> that's hey, the Pat man. McAfee show, period. Hey, man. He's a serious journalist. Pat McAfee hit old buddy with. This is the question. Pat McAfee asked Silver if he felt obligated to be part of the international relations with other countries, considering how much of a global game the NBA has become. Silver, all I had to do was talk about the money, baby. Talk about the money. All Pat said was, you want to talk about the money? And Pat was like, let's talk about some money. What did Adam Silver say in the year 23, 23 in the year of our Lord, uh, 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 Michael Jeffrey Jordan? I will say I was reading a lot of these long obituaries around Henry Kissinger's death at 100. And where he was an exemplar of one of our great global diplomats. Uh, I understand. I mean, this is going to be far field maybe to your question. Yes, Adam. 
I, of course, believe we have to have a strong military. I'm a big believer in it. At the same time, I think through sport, through culture, through arts, it brings connectivity together with people of diverse cultures and backgrounds. Those people from diverse cultures and backgrounds have one thing in common there, Adam. They think Henry Kissinger is a fucking garbage human being. And they're glad he's like they all hate him together. That's the uniting tie. Is he is Adam running for something? What the fuck was this? He this is his way of like kind of telling people, you know who my best friend is? Jared Kushner. We gotta remember that part about this. Like him and Jared Kushner are BFFs. So when you like, I hate to put it this way, but he was like he was out there basically telling on himself. And there's a lot of this, like, and I know you've noticed this, where it feels like the NBA has kind of gone mask off, where it's just they they they're tired of pretending. They're like, we are chasing one thing and one thing only. And we and the only time I've ever seen them be this nakedly chasing a certain demographic do, certain demographics dollar is after the malice in the palace. And like, quite honestly, it's just, it's disturbing and it's kind of like depressing to see that they're just basically nakedly being like, hey, let's just be these guys. We're going to be, you know who we're going to be? We're going to be that guy because the TV deal's coming and we want to nakedly appeal to this because we found the other way didn't work. And that, that's essentially what it is. The comments continued talking about how they celebrated the World Cup in Qatar, whatever is going on in those countries, whatever autocrat or dictator was in power. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I get it. Like, maybe this is, you think this is just like, is Pat McAfee the ad to the sovereign wealth funds? Like, we're currently open for business? Like, I, I don't know, man. Also, the lie of, I read a bunch of obituaries about him and everyone's yeah. sad. I'm like, I, what? So it depends on which obituaries he's reading. So, sir, I can't think of a, of there are I, a lot of them that would have go as far as to say controversial. Any further than that, you're just reading the Daily Stormer. Well, he, maybe he did read that. That's where maybe he read it. Um, see, you know who didn't say that? The host. That was our guest, whose Instagram, whose Twitter handle, or X handle, or whatever the fuck, we listen to show notes. I don't want to hear it. I didn't say that shit. Anyway, let's talk about a huge win for the league, the in-season tournament. Now that I was wrong. I was wrong because I was unsure. I was unsure because I was like, it's something new in a sport that doesn't really do new well, but damn it, it worked. Damn it, um, the semifinals and the finals were fantastic basketball. I was at a Christmas party on Thursday night trying to be social for work and being like, yeah, this Pacers game, though. <laughs> yeah, no, like the Pacers, like the Pacers were the perfect like tournament team. Oh. Like they were they were there to just quite literally just be there. Just they were the sugar rush mm-hmm. in that drink that and it was stirred perfectly. Like. I will, I'll give the NBA this. If they were going to model whatever this tournament was going to be, modeling it after soccer, the most popular game in the world, was the most brilliant aspect of it. And I was telling somebody yesterday, like, you know what they really need to do? We need to, t- if they need easy content in August or September, let's televise the NBA Cup draw. Because quite literally, I'm going to be interested to see who's in those groups. And if we're going to start getting gambling lines together, and if the NBA is going to be in bed with gambling as deep as they are, you might as well just start. Let's unveil the groups live. Let's have this discussion. Because if we can televise a draft, a work email, which is basically the, the NBA draft, we can televise it. All M- drafts. NBA. Yeah. Yeah. All drafts are basically work emails. But if we're going to do all that, we might as well just televise like the NBA Cup group draws at this point and start getting into the analysis because it works so well. It was an easy thing to see coming. I, I kind of knew after after Silver and them basically decided that, hey, we're going to do the play-in tournament, and the play-in tournament was such a hit. I kind of had an idea the NBA Cup was going to work, and I'm glad to say I was right. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to see that you were on the wrong side of this. No, I, I wasn't wrong. I, just, I, wasn't, I wasn't as sure as I guess you were. But my biggest like, my biggest regret isn't 
they haven't missed a whole lot on these shots. Like when they try shit, they're not trying shit willy nilly. They've workshopped this. They've done the focus groups. If there's anyone that I know does the next level marketing research, I know it's the NBA. Yeah. They're the yeah. data driven league. So like my, I guess my regret is not thinking it would work. It's more like, oh, why did I doubt him in the first place? Maybe it's because Adam Silver goes on Pat McAfee and shit like that. No, 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 exactly. Like, <laughs> like so, Silver doing that, like, again, there there have been those missteps from the NBA before. But when it comes to these focus tested, a lot of these things that they do, they, they hit more than they miss. Like, you say what you want about the courts, and some of them were absolute eyesores. But also, I would point out, if you had problems with color coloring issues before, like, they needed to do those color taunt those color courts basically to say, hey, dummy, this is the NBA tournament. This is different from your normal regular season game. You have to assume that people are, how would I put this nicely, dumber than you actually no, think they are. Let me say that. You needed to differentiate. The target's the casual. The target's the casual. And the yeah. way you jar, the way you grab a casual is something jarring. And whether they were good, bad, or, you know, Miami, those courts yeah. were fucking jarring. They will so stop you on uniforms. a on, on a scroll. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that they're gonna stop you on that. The uniforms were bad. Like everything was meant to grab the casual that was flipping off the game off of Amazon the Amazon Prime Thursday game or whatever, and to grab your attention and to be like, hey, these int-, and more importantly, like, and this goes into one of those bigger like issues I have when we start criticizing the NBA on certain things. Like, say what you want about the uniforms. Oh, there's no little brand brand loyalty. Yet there are 15-year-old kid, kids that are spending what? About $50, $75 a month on V-Bucks for different Fortnite skins and Robux the, skins. The, those kids are not their, their parents are. I want that very clearly made as a parent. Yeah. As a parent. As a parent. As the <laughs> father of a son. That kid ain't paying for shit. I want to make that very clear. But you that see what but you but you know where I'm going with that. I see game. I see game. Look, it can be true and it can be the right idea. It can also be a naked cash grab. Like yeah. I am the old man yelling at the clouds about the uniforms. I'm like, yo man, we were white at home, we we're a solid car on the road. Yeah. How are the play we see in these streets? Like, I don't need to look on the television and take me 45 minutes to be like, wait, who the fuck is why are the bucks in red? What's happening? Like, I don't need that kind of stress in my life. But also, I'm not the target demo. They got my ass. Yeah, I exactly. have NBA League Pass every season on a recurring purchase. They're not trying to capture me. They're trying to capture the next one. So guess what? Do you, Pimpin', but allow me the freedom to bitch about it sometimes. You're allowed to yell, but also at the same okay. point, you, we have to recognize that we, again, we they've already got us. It's not about us. It's not, It hasn't been about us for about five years when it comes to purchasing this stuff. Whew. Well, let's talk about the biggest news out of the uh, in-season tournament. That goddamn final. And the reminder from Anthony Davis that yeah. at certain if if I decide to do the things that God has decided I should do, yes. it gets real ugly for you motherfuckers real fast, the tune of 41 and 20. Now, when I am averaging like six deep threes, twos a game, and like no one knows yeah. why, and they're just not falling, that limits his effectiveness. But apparently, and this may be apocryphal and whatever, we're going to get the stories that are come out of this so they can build the idea of this IST for next year. The backup who they brought in kind of as a, uh, what's the what's the young man's name? Cameron, what's uh, the center? What, Cameron? Center. No, oh, no, 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 Christian Wood? Christian Wood, thank you. He was telling reporters after the tournament that Anthony Davis said, I'm treating this like a game seven. And Christian Wood said, I've never been in a game seven. He says, watch close. Like, you're going to see yeah. what I do. And like, the the, the consistency is always going to be the question with him, but I mm -hmm. think the reminder that the top end is utterly horrifying and that with the new skill sets that have evolved in this league, you may have lost the recipes on stopping an inter interior player who's determined to score a lot of points. Yeah, no, that like that's the thing with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis showed up 40 and 20. That's the guy that got that ginormous extension of 61, I think it was, like, what, 61 a year? Like, mm -hmm. that's... He, there's a reason why he got that. Games like last night were exactly why he got that. It was a very impressive. It was a very like Anthony Davis showed that there are levels to these bigs, right? And and that mm -hmm. was the thing. It's like you have Jokic up here, then you have Anthony Davis slightly below that, 
And then there's a gap. And then it's guys like Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. Like a guy like Miles Turner looked like he did not belong on the floor last night. Dog. That's how good he was. That's like that. I, that's the stuff I want about. them to put Cat and Rudy Gobert together in a lab into one player so goddamn badly. It is so frustrating to watch Cat play, and I love watching the T Wolves because I, I'm an Anthony Edwards guy. So like exactly. I've enjoy. I've been watching a lot of Minnesota Timberwolves, but I just Cat is infuriating. And the thing is, because Rudy plays the way he plays, well, the way Cat plays makes sense. Which yeah, exactly. I'm mad at Nate. I'm mad. I'm like I'm so frustrated. He's he's right right now. I'm so mad that he's right. <laughs> Like, that's the thing, man. It's just, I love, like, we talk about Minnesota, but there are just so many different levels. And it makes you appreciate how, like, the big play, I'm not going to say it's back to 90s level, because that's almost blasphemous. But the amount of skill you need to play center in this league right now is just so, like, the skill level is so high that you can't be a Todd McCullough anymore. You can't okay, be so Sean. Bradford. I would I would push back on the on the depth of the skill level with the bigs. I'd say it's a wider pool of skills. So the the, the step out stuff like like I'll take I'll I'd rather watch Hakeem Olajuwon work somebody in the post today back then from just no, post, pure big man post play. The idea of what big man play is has grown. Which but well, that's why when you get a throwback night like AD deciding yeah. what if I just decide to shoot? He fired ten shots in the first quarter, which I think was his third quarter all season of getting ten shots up. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's wild. The, like and here's where I would push back. Like guys like Hakeem have the skill set to basically do what they would be just as effective now. Guys like David Robinson just as effective now. The high those guys yeah, were yeah, yeah. those guys were absolutely like Ewing to an extent too would be just as effective as they are right now. Like there's all of that. But at the same point, I'm talking about like the Matt Geigers that were hanging around. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. skill level that is yeah. needed to play center at any given point. Whether you're if you're getting 15 or 35, the skill level that you need and the play recognition that you need is right. much and I think that much. I think what you're saying right there is really the part that's understated by people who just casually watch the league is that it's not just the physical differences. It's the speed of the game, it's the mental acuity required required to fulfill what's needed of them on the court at all times now. It's just it's yeah. changed. It's changed. Um, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh we're not gonna spend a lot of time on the sport because it's baseball, but Shohei Otani. <laughs> Godzilla minus one. Um, The sequel is name is Shohei Otani. My God. Ten years, $700 million. American. English. 70 a year. And the deferments on that. That man will be getting paid from the Dodgers basically for the rest of his life it doesn't matter what happens he could tear his he could tear his owner like he could go through tommy john surgery for the next three seasons and he will still get all of that 700 million dollars what i love about this whole thing is that one yes that everything you just said that's why matthew's playing baseball i don't know if you can hear me yet but he middle reliever baby famous (laughs) and no one knows who you are and you rich let's go um (laughs) But, like, this – so I love how secretive the whole process tried to be. The representation, joy, no one talk. But now, do you know what happens, though? If I walk in a room and say, what if I, what if I give you most of a billion dollars? What if I give you most of a billion dollars? Yeah. We could, we could probably work something out. And you ain't even got to move because you, you still play in this town. Exactly. All you got to do is move up the road. That's it. That's it. No, you're we'll pay for your car service, baby. You ain't got to move <laughs> your house. Keep the house. Keep the apartment. Whatever you want, baby. We got you. Chopper access. You are our investment. Yeah. Like, that's... I just can't believe that $700 million is actually a legitimate... Like, the, and the funny thing is, like, you you saw it, like, like, the day before. Oh, my God. Like, we got to 
college football plane watch with this man, with where they were talking about him actually being on a plane to Toronto. Yo, the and then you see I, was like, no. mm-hmm. I was like, that's not true. Uh, no one, I don't know a whole lot, but that's not true. No, but the thing is, and then you realize, and you see the number, and you see the figure, and you're like, oh, ain't no way Toronto was ever in no. this conversation. <laughs> you okay, just looked so at this. I, as an ex-agent and a sadist, I need to know the other offers in the room. I just, I gotta know. Yeah. I got to yeah. know what yeah. else was in the room, baby. I just want to know what the what the Angels offered. Million. I just want to know what the Angels offered because if the Angels didn't I, offer, like, because you got to think, the Angels they're been already broke, paying man. Mike Trout. The Angels been broke. Very true. They have the time. They have their money not long enough for this game. Still. This was like a this was a Dodgers, this was a big market and Atlanta conversation. That's true. In my head, of course, I don't know a goddamn thing about baseball or, or machinations behind the scenes. My I lost my uh, uh, agent card for baseball over a decade ago. But I can't imagine that the Brewers were in there. No, of course not. It was Morgan's like- the town. You know, the funny part is, like, the agent didn't even call the Mets. He didn't even call Steve Cohen. Like, that story was out there. Like, Steve, Steve Cohen was like, nah, they didn't call us at all. Okay. So, great agent work to get first, 700 first, million. First, first and foremost, <laughs> why would we believe Steve Cohen? Fair. Why would we believe Fair. him? It behooves him in no way to say, I missed. It behooves him in no way to say I missed. It does behoove him to loudly say we didn't talk to him if Otani's camp wanted silence. Fair. Let's just, I, I play game three with every time I see a rich person speak, I'm like, why are you saying this? Because no one's making you. This is true. This is true. And someone will come back yeah. and say, well, he was asked. I go, cool. Who owns the paper? Who's his buddies? Like, there, there are ways to make these things happen that y'all are, like, very just... People in general like assume that like these things are said so they're true. I'm like, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. This is a guy who can move a stock with his voice. Like he's willing to lie to you. He'll lie to people whose money he holds. He'll lie to you. You don't. You're nobody. Very true. This is a fair. This is a fair point. Like as a speculative market, he hurts his asset by saying we could not acquire even get. We we did not acquire him. It hurts himself to say that. It doesn't hurt him to say we never got a shot. Just Fair. my two cents on his motivations behind a volunteering a thing that benefited him in no way. Now, let's go to the meat of the matter. Let's talk about the greatest sport on earth, college football. Oh, America. It's America. <laughs> Did you hear uh, Spencer this week? <laughs> yes. Yes. And for those who haven't heard, Spencer was on uh, Lover Dart Show and he said that College football has historically done the dumbest thing possible, the laziest thing possible to crowd a champion. Then when they couldn't do that anymore, they did something slightly slightly less lazy and slightly less dumb. It's not just college football. It's America writ large. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that sentence all week because mm-hmm. maybe they don't do the dumb thing, but they definitely do the easy thing, and they did the right thing this, sun, this, Saturday, this Saturday. Excuse me. Jane Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner. We're good, right? You don't have any problem? I didn't have a problem. It's just one of the most unremarkable Heisman votes I can remember in a, in my adulthood. Oh, come on. No one, you're never going to remember Heisman votes. You know why? Because we're adults now. We have a lot of other shit going on. Also true. So it's tough for us to truly sink our teeth into this. This is a fantastic Heisman story. This is a guy who started out playing for fucking Herm Edwards at Arizona State. True. <laughs> Like, if there's anywhere that is truly the hinterlands in college football, it was Arizona State two years ago. That's true. Yeah. To transfer, to get new life, to not only get new life, but to be the only reason the LSU is even competitive because in two years, Brian Kelly has decimated a generational defense (laughs) in a way that I did not think was possible. He lit the world on fire. They lost to Bama because he got hurt. Sure. Accounting for just short of 5,000 yards of offense so far and 50 touchdowns. Hey, whoa. Particularly when you look at the other competitors. Bo Nix, I could never have let be a I would have floated. No, 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 no. They, they would have been I, validated every single Heisman 
previous if they made him the Heisman vote. I'd have flown to New York. I'd have none of my goddamn watch. Uh, the Ohio State receiver's name, I don't say. Yeah, not exactly. Rece- him, yeah. Bloodline. Receivers call rarely bloodline. win it. Receivers rarely win it. Jordan Travis, tip of the cap, now to the finger. Good. Glad you got the fifth place votes. The only person I thought could really have attacked Daniels' candidacy yeah. was Michael Penix. Another transfer or from another hinterlands of college football, which is why. That is hey guys, the true hinterlands. Oh, was it Illinois or Indiana? Indiana. Ugh, either flip a fucking coin. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. all bad. But my thing for him was like, I watched him play down to the competition until the title game. And so I, I, I agree with this hundred percent. I think that it was the closest, it's the closest uh, margin of victory when Kyler Murray beat Tua in 2018. This is that one was actually like notable. Like that, I guess that's the thing. Like I could understand why you would do Phoenix, but at the same point, like Jaden Daniels just put up quite literally NCAA football, 14 numbers. Like, 100%. That's how good he was, and so that like it kind of wasn't close for me, but I understand why the margin was, why the margin was, especially if you wanted to give Bo, Bo Nix essentially the lifetime achievement Heisman. Look, he may he may he may cost Phoenix the Heisman. Like he split some of those West Coast votes. You know That's he true. did. That's true. You know he did, particularly the Northwest Coast. Like it's because it's just, not just the same coast, same region. And that's how they do voting because look at the highs of voting. It's like the electoral college. Super stupid. Um, are you ready to come around and admit that I was right? I know I'm right about a lot, so I'll get more specific. Well, yeah, I was super fucking right about the BCS being right and good. I think I agreed with you on that. I think that that was cool. one of those things. Like we, I we, assume we, everyone's against me. I just one right. No, I we, assume we, it's we, me on no. an island with a broadsword, just fighting back the demons. No, 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 no. We absolutely agreed on that one because for me, like me and you have always said, there's no point in playing these extra games. All you're doing is delaying the inevitable. And when we get to this 12 team playoff, and a whole bunch of these games don't matter, and a whole bunch of these kids that aren't in like the top seeded teams, like one, two, or like one or two start saying, Hey, I'm just going to go to IMG and work out for a little bit. Don't be surprised. Like I am of that mind. Like we are like, we are simpatico when it comes to that, that I agree with like these, these extra playoff games are a waste of time. And it's not in the interest of fairness. It's in the interest in the interest of getting people like keeping me, people like me paid, which Again, I don't like the rally against that, but at the same point, like that that that's just the nature of the business. We're talking about like number ten Penn State getting in this like that's like Yeah, exactly. 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 (laughs) Like we're talking about Penn State. We're talking about getting a group of five team in here. Like they're going like (laughs) Come on. We seen come on. What are you doing? Um What's your final stance? I know we've all had a week to kind of digest. What's yeah. your final stance on record on wax about the selection committee's final decision with the playoff four? Man, you had talked about this. They weren't. There's no way you were leaving the money out of the out of this tournament. There's no way because you know what would have happened. Greg Sankey probably has plans upon plans to flip this thing over into a much like he would be like, okay, you're gonna leave Georgia out. You're going to leave Alabama out. Here's what's coming next. 128-team NCAA tournament. That's what he would have done as a response. He would have done something to flip college athletics again. To make so your, sta- so your stance is, is ending with, this had to happen because Greg Sankey has them by hostage. Yes. Okay. Yes. My final stance is Florida State was robbed. Robbed. Because they did everything. Yeah. The thing about the BCS is the BCS gave you criteria at the beginning of the season. Here's how you fulfill these criteria to get to a place where we have to consider you. Florida State did their fucking jobs. Yeah, they yeah. won every game they had to do. They won a championship game against a very good defense with a goddamn third-string quarterback. They adjusted on the fly. Cardinal Jones already happened. They're not getting in. They were robbed. But the reason I'm taking this stance now, I want you to know that the, 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 the secret behind this. So if anyone's clipping this, clip the first part. This part, don't clip it. If Florida State loses again to Georgia, then Georgia took away their shot at a national title twice. Because if Georgia had beaten Bama, then they would have made the playoff. And if Georgia beats them this time, then they can't claim a national title. So Georgia gets a hurt. And Florida, 
Florida State fans, you guys were America's sweethearts for 47 seconds. It was adorable. We were all on your side. We know who you are, but we all were like they were wronged. And then your governor was like, well, what if we sue? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when Ron DeSantis gets involved, that's when you stop becoming a plucky little story. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you're from Florida. There was that portion of this. It's like, no, we don't like you guys. I want I want to commend you because we've been friends for a while. And for a week, I haven't heard from you. So I need you to let you just go ahead. Let me hear it. Um, last week, Georgia fell by three points in the SEC title game. No, in a I game that I'm... What? I can't do it. I can't do it to you. I can't. Do what? Why not? But you know why? Because I actually felt bad. Because you know what? I here's the thing, Palm. You know why I was I, I really because I was rooting for easy. I wanted easy. Because here's the thing. If Alabama wins, you know what that means? That's more work. Why would I want to do <laughs> more work? Why? I wanted I, easy. Your team couldn't give me that. Why? <laughs> That's the anger I have, is that Georgia had to I make was, you work harder. For the record, I came in here with a myriad of defenses. <laughs> Ways to, I believed, <laughs> stymie any attack from any angle. I was unprepared from the I'd rather not be working angle. I'd rather not be working more. That's the thing. I'm already working. I'm I already having to do college basketball, which I know you don't care about, no, but there are a whole other people that do, and I got the downloads to prove it. But at the same I point, know. but at the same point, I just did not want to actually have <sighs> to do additional work. That's all. But Why would I want to work harder? This proves my point. Like the point of college football is the argument, the points, the conversation. Yeah. That's why we had A people and coaches for so long. And people were like, we need to eliminate the conversation. And I'm like, you don't no. seem to understand the sport. <laughs> no, like, no, like the, here's the thing, Palm, and I think you agree with me on this. The purpose of all these bowl games during the holidays isn't for like competition. No. It's TV shows that help you no. get through those awkward conversations during the holidays with the relatives that you're forced to be with for a couple of hours. It gives you hours of small talk. All right. So, you know, if I may, and we're going to move on past this because I do want to, I thought you were going to be much meaner about this. I'm going to vent about the title game in a second. I will say this. The family members who you feel so trapped by, allow myself, Daniel Palmer, podcaster, to free you. <laughs> Don't talk to them. Excise them from your life. Your shit is so short and so precious for you to waste it on someone who you find odious, who 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 don't love people who would vote to harm you is my number one rule. Fair. And so even if the motherfuckers in your family, you ain't gotta speak to them. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta cuss them out, but you don't have to speak. You can be polite. You can be cordial, but a conversation you owe no one that. That's fair, no but it, again, these are those lower these these lower the pressure valves up. That's I, I, the I, best I, thing about these bowl games. Motherfucker, I'm a diamond. Thing. What are you talking about? Lower the pressure valves. Turn oh. this motherfucker up now. Let's talk about Georgia before I just get it off my chest really quick. Yes. All goddamn season. All goddamn season. <laughs> this team used the pass to open up the run. They get to the SEC title game. They have a great first drive. Bama goes to two shell and Bobo goes to his pacifier, which is the run game. Remember run the ball Bobo a couple years back. That was yeah. funny and all good fun. And probably, you know, it was a cap out at the top of that team. He'd been doing a great job this season. 250 every game. Only quarterback in the nation to do so. Until the SEC title game when Carson Beck finished below 250. We ran the ball far too much against that Bama defense. Was strongest where? In the goddamn middle. They're showing you their teeth. What'd you say? I bet I can beat their teeth. Hey, man, poke them in the eyes. Do something else. Like, don't work the fucking teeth. <laughs> that oh, being man. said, that being said, um, Kirby Smart. Like people are like, oh, they're gonna, they're not gonna care about Florida Stanley guys. <laughs> that's funny. This, uh, that, that, that's that roster spots on the line. That happened one time. The Texas Bowl game a couple years back. That was an understood Georgia team. But now Kirby's got a, a portal to whip your ass with. And two <laughs> years of you think you better than the men who had to care before. 
<laughs> the guy who sat in your locker, not just a guy who you watch on TV, a guy who you played with. You're better than him? No, I'm not. All right, then let's get this bowl practice in, get these extra reps in, and get to work for next season. Yes, sir, coach. Like, the level of buy-in you have after two straight national titles, after 29, he could be like, we're all going to hop on one foot next semester. You'd see a bunch of hopping motherfuckers through campus. Listen, that, that might have been the worst thing that happened to Florida State is getting them. Because at least you could claim something. Now? <laughs> The Wait, thing about that, we didn't get to see their reaction to the bowl. We saw Michigan react to getting Bama. Yes. Yeah. I felt bad. That was a straight up, we want Bama. No, we don't. Type of <laughs> exactly. Like, wait, you you wait, you think you want Nick Saban? Like, seeing Nick Saban in a title game, unless you're Georgia, must be like seeing Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's just one of those things you just don't want to see in a playoff. He's, he's the one guy. Because most likely, unless you happen to be Brock Lesnar, you're losing. You are losing. And unfortunately, Florida State, Michigan is not Brock Lesnar. It's not Can I be really real? What? When I say Florida State should be in, I'm actually telling you Michigan should be out. They cheated and admitted it this fucking season. Yeah. They played 10 games. This nigga coached four of them. <laughs> what are you doing? Quick question on that. With the way that Michigan was talking about Jim Harbaugh and how he was at home and everything else like that, how many of those airbrush funeral t-shirts did you expect to see on the sidelines in Ann Arbor? Because I expected to see some, and I was disappointed that I did not see them. I'll say this. There's two outcomes that are hilarious. One is them getting obliterated by Bama. That is like getting death starred from a Nick Saban who has three weeks to prepare for your not very good quarterback. Yeah. Um, and your limited run game, that depends on your players being bigger than them. And that's not going to work here. <laughs> yeah. That's Remember they talked all that smoke before the Georgia-Michigan game about how their line was going to... Man. They better yeah. not have no t-shirts for this game. That's all I'm saying right now. Yeah. No, no, there will be t-shirts of, of the funeral of the Michigan season. The Absolutely. second funniest outcome is, of course, them winning it, them having to give it immediately back in Jim Harbaugh, but bolting for the NFL. That's, That's true. The That's funniest true. way. That's the funniest way it can end. Second well, funniest look, is the obliteration by Bama. Look, at, at this point, if they win it all, like, like how if they win it all, how hot is the Ryan Day seat after this? There are now two Michigan coaches he can't beat. <laughs> exactly. He didn't lose to Jim. He lost to the interim. That's true. He lost to the dude that said motherfucker on television. He didn't lose to Michigan, man. He lost to that guy. Yeah. Which guy? That guy. Exactly. Like you were, you lost to the substitute teacher. Talking wheeling in a TV. We gonna watch uh, uh, Fern Gully. Exactly. I had to pick no. one, and I that just betrayed my age. No, no, no. Fern, Fern Gully works. Fern, Again, no, for the, it works for you because you're also old, sir. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There are very few things that are catered to us now, Palm. I, you know, you are chose you fucking, to do that. No, we live in the demo. Are you serious? They made two last Super Bowls, halftime shows directed at us. Nigga, Usher is performing this year. What are you, we true. are the demo. This is the good time, baby. We are the NFL demo. We are no, no longer the NBA no, they demo. they brought back Star Wars. We are the demo. I'm going to let you <laughs> convince yourself of that. I don't. I disagree, it's, but hey, let's go. That's because you're looking in the wrong place. You're looking at places where young people are valued. I'm looking at mainstream places, sir. I'm still valued here. My dollars make sense. <laughs> you know, you the, the challenge uses music that I own, sir, like on CD. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's a small sidebar. Um, I knew it was coming. I couldn't stop us. <laughs> small sidebar on. <laughs> Is it me, or do we need to like we can, can we make our pitch? Like I work for Paramount. I need to find who I, I do need to find out where the challenge offices are. Can I pitch for cast like doing casting? Because because these guys, the, these folks, the, these no, mm -mm. they're back in their bag. What are you talking about? No, no, we are good, dog. We got drunken. We got drunken shenanigans. Like, okay, hold on, challenge corner for. Like, <laughs> Give us five minutes. I apologize. There's more sports to be talked about. Um, 
This is the unofficial fifth major sport, so this is technically sports, sir. This is a. I'm not gonna. This is a. He's not wrong, but this is a corner carve out. Um, look, this season for me has been one of the better seasons in recent memory. One, it's on MTV, and the ones on MTV sure. always go to countries that have much looser safety laws, so the stunts are always more extreme. The CBS ones are safe as fuck. We saw pole wrestling last time, last yeah. week on fucking <laughs> pole wrestling came back, and I was like, "We're home, we did it." Well, hold on. Oh. First things first. I felt bad for Big T because it's like, no, you get Casey in pole wrestling, and We're I was talking. Like, I promise you, we will get to the strategy, the flawed strategy of everyone involved in this game. Two, they got rookies who don't have lives that they're afraid to embarrass back home. What True. does that mean? That means drunken hookups. That means name dropping. That means getting like that means throwing drinks on people. Like, and that girl got a daughter. Like, I'm like, yes, this is some vintage. Yeah, the names are new. The attitudes and the activities, these all yeah. feel familiar, baby. This is some throwback vintage challenge shit. And three, the biggest problem with the whole game is that they don't understand the game. They're like, we need to throw down something we don't like against these bets. No, nigga, keep your <laughs> money in your pockets. Send down someone who's going to win, you fools. Then you throw out the weak links in the next round. They're, like that's the one that gets me. Well, that's true. Because I keep I keep wondering why you just keep like out out of the one vet. Like there was the, the vets only lost like what once, and that was the British champion. Uh, who's the second one? I forgot who the you second. Got Devin one. out there last week. Yeah, no, I thought Devin won. You know, right. it might just be the one then. It might just be the one. Damn. Yeah, it's just the one. And then all the vets have come in here and been like, again, mind you, shout out to Jordan Wisely, who set the tone for how <laughs> talking that cash and mentally whipping a dude into crying in the confessional less than 90 like y'all seconds. Can, y'all can say, y'all can say, this is some reality TV trash and you're not wrong. It's the only reality TV I watch. However, to go from. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck Jordan is, to weeping on international television in the span of one well-edited half hour? Like, you don't have to like the people. You don't have to like the games. Just the artistry of turning this mess into this hour once a week? Mwah! I'm here for the editors. Yes. Yes, thank you. And thankfully, like, I have a feeling, I think I know who's going to end up winning this. But I just, no, I can't wait for the hump. We're moving on. Back back to college football yes. and the disgrace that is the Michigan Wolverines. Did you know Connor Stallions is at the Big Ten title game? Wait, what? Connor Stallions was there. Do you know he was sitting next to? Who? Yes. He was like Tom Brady or something like that? Ooh. Not cold, not warm. You're 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 there ish. Yeah, one more guess. Wait, he wasn't sitting next to Bill Belichick or something like that, was he? Dave Portnoy. Oh, boy. Yep. With, oh, so now you know how that story's going to go next, just for the record. Oh, no. <laughs> the Connor Stallions podcast is coming. <laughs> Connor Stallions and Pat Bev for some goddamn reason. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Hey, before we get out of here, do you want to get some time for some NFL talk? Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's do some NFL talk. Let's keep it local first. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I, I had all these notes about the Jets' dysfunction. I was like, we don't talk about all this shit because they'd be fucking nope, up with the nope, quarterback. Nope. Da, da, da. And I was like, wait a second. Mm-mm. All all news is local. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Nana, I would like to clear the floor for you to discuss your hometown, Carolina Panthers. Um, let me put it this way: if James Dolan was bald. And had and didn't have a jam band, and didn't like have a set of a statue of brass balls. He would be he would be again he he would be David Tepper. It's bad. Can I can I can I, can I counterpoint that? Yeah. Dolan's done this over the series of like decades. Very David Tepper's been in this motherfucker for four years. Like Jerry Richardson was an abhorrent human being, but. Like, it wasn't this. Yeah. 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 Like, let me put it this way. And I saw this stat. Would you believe that for the entire span of the Charlotte Bobcats life, it was like 43% winning percentage? 
you know, like the ownership of of the Panthers, Tepper's lower, like ten percent lower in terms of winning percentage. Like that's how bad this is. And the Bobcats, Charles like, Bobcats went well, seven. Well, the Bobcats are eating up in a bad division, but also the Panthers. Ugh. Yeah, the NFC South. The the NFC South has not been. Um, how would I put this? Uh, the it's, it's it hasn't been murderous row. Did you so, did you listen to, did you listen to the podcast the last time? I think I, I yeah I did yeah I did I did the uh, I did the 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 rating systems yeah lesser slop greater slop <laughs> like it's just not a very good football season it's no just, it's not it, like, honestly like they've stepped on the dope they've stepped on the dope and you wanted parody you idiots <laughs> no you one, wanted the lottery is, system the gamble that they made was that they'll watch no matter what. And God damn it, they're not winning that one, though. <laughs> I've seen it's the ratings. Just... It is horrible. They're putting that dog. Okay, let's talk about the Jets now. Because I think Carolina, there's so much problem. There's backbiting. There's like half the staff that works for the It's all bad. Yeah. The Jets is a very specific problem. You mean inviting Aaron Rodgers? Not... <laughs> well, so... well, that's the big. If you want to go back to like the genesis of this root of problems, it's. We sold our souls for Aaron Rodgers. We brought in his old offensive line. It's falling apart. Brought in some of his homies who probably can't get it done if Aaron's not throwing the ball. And then Aaron tore his shit up. And now Aaron has a weekly or bi-weekly spot on national television where he essentially trolls us and our fan base. Oh, and trolls. trolls When he he goes on television, he's like, there are leaks in that building. We should be, we should keep it in house. Like, nigga, you have, what you talking about? You are on television saying this. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You, yeah. Do you know we can see you? And more importantly, like, he's trolling Purdue, far, he's trolling vaccinations while he's taking checks from the Johnson and Johnson air. He's, he's, yeah, he's a lot. Yeah. And, but the thing is, like, he, let's divorce him from the current situation. When you've got rumors, Coming from the head coach, when he's quoted, when he's on video saying, like, Zach thinks he's the best option, I'm not sure I agree. And Listen. that's your cleanup. And that's your cleanup move? Yeah. He's gonna get fired. Between, I'm, I'm just wondering, who gets ejected from the building first? Him or Sean McDermott? Okay, so... For the record, we don't do any pregame for this. That is the next topic on my topic list. It just says bills. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to explain this to Seton without reading. So, if you haven't heard about this story, first of all, fucking weird. Second of all, here you go. So, The Athletic, there was a report this week about some of the hmm, challenges in culture that have emerged under Sean McDermott's leadership with the Buffalo Bills. There are two anecdotes that are being widely shared that you can find right now if you Google Sean McDermott Bills. You'll actually get the response and probably be like, Sean McDermott apologizes for 9-11 reference. (laughs) Thank you. And when I tell you that's the... That's the the most extreme one. That's the one that makes a little bit of sense. Okay, so... The yeah, two exactly. that are mm-hmm. floating around are Sean McDermott, who gave a speeches before full stop. Coaches give speeches before games. I don't know if it's the rite of passage. I don't know if it's kind of what they feel like their job is, but that's what they do. They like to go out there, they give the speech, they rally the troops, they move forward. Um, <clears throat> how do I put this gently? Sean, Mc, not all football guys are public speakers. And sometimes, let's do this. When I was in high school, <laughs> you know, you can speak <laughs> every fucking week. You don't remember any of them. Yeah. I remember this one. There was a coach, a younger coach, who I'm not going to say his name or, ooh, he's actually more tied to my ass than I'd like to admit, actually, now I'm thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a younger coach. It was a foursome game. And it was raining out. We were all pretty, you know, slipping and sliding through fucking warm-ups. We're back in the locker room. We're all kind of pissed off because we're like, you know, you just, it, it was football weather. No one likes playing in that shit. No one. You've yeah. practiced exact motions all week to now go do like a loose approximation of things go well. Like it sucks. 
Mm-hmm. So we're back in the locker room. We're griping. People are griping. We're, we're doing the things you do to try to play effectively in this uh, weather. And our coach, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's Brown Robin. I don't know if that Drew Strong. I don't know if he's like, Coach, I've got a speech for him. But we are 18 to 14-year-old kids. Uh-oh. <clears throat> in the early 2000s. Oh, no. And this man says, Where are you at the track and you're watching the horses? <laughs> you're looking for one that's called a mutter. Oh no. oh, no. And he goes and gives this disjointed soliloquy about how a mutter digs in at the end of the day because the track's all gr- like It's just horrendous. I want them to play the fucking game because it doesn't really matter what a coach has before the game. For someone to not only remember two specific anecdotes, but to have them cooperated by seven people mm-hmm. the week that you're six and six and missing the playoffs, probably, you're fired. Yeah, I would go. So the two anecdotes you shared, <clears throat> excuse me, the first one was about a young lady who was. Just driving somewhere and went into a river and went down the river and got caught on a, a rock where she went over a waterfall. And as everyone was awaiting the end of the story for her to overcome her own stupidity, he told the end of the story that she died. Yes. I'd say that one first because it's less somehow less shocking than the other one, but I would contest. This one made Wait, the least on. amount of sense. Palm, palm, palm. Yes. Did you read the Cam Newton one? No. Is it oh. better than the one? Is it better than 9/11? No, it, it's not better than 9/11, but it's better than the woman dying over tripping over. So give me, give me, that give me, man, give me Cam Newton. Give me Cam Newton. The Cam Newton one is apparently at any given point with Ken Dorsey, who came up with him to from from Carolina to Buffalo. Fired OC Ken Dorsey. Apparently, McDermott at any random point would be like Cam Newton ruined the Panthers. Cam Newton ruined the franchise. Like he would just unprompted for years with Dorsey in the room. That's weird. Like this is the kind of dude we're dealing with. Well, and I would well, go the last, like, the last yeah, one. The last one. It is this is the one that's getting the most press, and it should. But in his defense, he's not like yeah. factually. It's okay. So he was giving a speech to the team in 2019 about overcoming adversity and working together as a team. And he talked about a group of people who had to work together to overcome specific challenges to achieve their goal. And the group of people he chose were the 9/11 hijackers. And like. You should not use war or like terrorist attacks in your pregame speeches, first of all, full stop. If you're going to, you probably shouldn't take the lens of the bad guy. Yeah. Because he could use 9-11 and be like, those first responders worked so yep. hard and tirelessly together as a unit to overcome the adversity that was asbestos-filled airways, cancer-causing uh, con- uh, conditions to save the lives of their fellow men. But no. No, I no, went the other way. Yeah. He said, what did these men have to overcome? And one of his veteran players replied, breaking an uncomfortable silence with the words, the TSA. Now, <laughs> saying these things is weird and probably like silly, but saying mm-hmm. these things and having them thrown back in your face five years later means yeah. that people in that building had a phone call that said, hey, that story you've been holding on to? Yeah, it's all true. Click. Yeah. This wasn't new reporting that happened over the last week because things got bad. This is stories that have been waiting on the burner to say we need to create an environment where parting with Sean McDermott is not just looked at as expedient, but also the right move. And guess what, kids? This motherfucker fired. Uh, I would go further than that. We sure he's getting another job? Because the one, like the one, the one third rail left in this country might be 9-11 and might be using 
Like, like Brian we, Flores is currently suing the NFL <laughs> and has a job. He'll be fine. Sean McDermott sure? one of those. Sean McDermott one of those young white guys who everybody likes. Like, if Josh McDaniels, how much do they, how much do they like him if they leak in this? Oh, they don't like him in that building, in Florham Park, wherever the fuck, upstate New York. They don't like him. But they, the larger I they. I don't know about that one, Palm. They, I don't know about that one. Like this one, like you uh, don't leak Jeff, that. Jeff, Levy, Jeff Levy's about to hire his father-in-law as his OC. Fair, so let's fair. Just, let's just. Fair. <laughs> Before we say what well, okay. won't do. So, so yeah, that's true. He may not have an NFL job, but he may be good for college. That's, for the that's, he may not. He may have a whole head coaching job, but he's not done. Done. That's true. No. Yeah. Done, done, done. Um, I just want to talk to you and I talk a lot about this stuff because why am I talking about the slop? Let's talk about the top of the league, the top of the AFC. Tua Lamar, two quarterbacks who I was told were. Uh, injury prone, who I was told um, could not be dependent upon, who I was told wasn't worth the money. The only motherfuckers left healthy. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's at this point, maybe, and me and you have been talking about this for years. Like, maybe we need to reframe the discussion around quarterbacks. I mean, might be now's a good time to have that conversation and reframe it. I know people don't want to necessarily hear it, but it would be nice because at this point, Lamar's stayed relatively healthy by moving in and out of the pocket. Tua, for all, like, everything that happened to him last year, and he got absolutely, like, ramshackled in points, has stayed healthy. They, they've been pretty good. It's almost like you give them a – give quarterbacks a viable passing game. It doesn't – it means that they take less shots. And, and, and it's funny how that works like that sometimes. I don't know. It's crazy how that works. It's crazy how certain people were depicted as fragile and shouldn't give the money yet. Daniel Dines is anyway. Yeah, um, let's go to the NFC. Know. Let's talk about San Francisco, whatever the fuck they're doing out there, because it looks like another season where they've just got hammers and they're going to hit you with them until something falls apart. So, like, on the one hand, they're the most dominating force in the NFL. On the other hand, it's a very fragile machine they've built. <laughs> it is incredible. It's, it's truly the glass cannon. They are truly <laughs> what they would call the glass cannon. Like, they're going to hurt you, but if you break that glass cannon, oh, you're going to be just fine. But uh, I don't know. Like, there's a part of Can me I that be feels really like. Real? Yeah. That's why I think this might be a Dolphin Super Bowl year. Yeah. Like, not just because they're my Madden team and they're so fun to play as. At Palm 66 if you want this smoke, after 9 p.m. on weeknights, because that's when the baby goes to bed. But find me on that. <laughs> I got you. I'm surprised Final. you haven't mastered the feeding and playing the game at the same time thing yet. Oh, it's not about the feeding. It's about like I want to be present for like the kid when I put him to bed. And Fair. so like and so and also if I'm playing before that, I can't be dependent on not to be needed. So Fair. Fair. unless you're wanting to play online and pause a bunch, I play franchise like in the afternoons yeah. or whatever, and then the biggest bet I can get maybe a little online on. So I'm I'm finally open for online business at Depalm66. Get the smoke. Oh, now, man. yeah, whatever. I'll take these. If I, if I lose, I lose. If I die, I die. But I'm, I'm, I need. I'm home. My family goes to bed at eight thirty now. Today. My family, my house is quiet at eight thirty. Oh, good lord! I couldn't. Imagine. I reread Invincible That's... last week. Oh, 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 oh wow! All two hundred some episodes. Uh, One hundred and forty-four issues. Oh wow! So yeah. I need, I got, I got yeah, yeah. I gotta get, I got, I need teeth into something. I need, I need something. I can't just, I, I can't, I can't. You, so, you, yes, you do. At D Palm 66, come get this work. Um, last topic we want to talk about the NFL because he is their go to lightning rod in the offseason. Does he deserve his money? Does he not deserve his money? Would Jerry Bam, Dakota Prescott, MVP, non. Uh, non, um, non Tua, non Tyreek, non Tyreek, no, no, not Tua, non Tyreek division. Tyreek breaks two thousand, give it to Tyreek. However, yeah. barring history being made, this Dak season's gotten to be fascinating. I just like the only thing I worry about is it's, it's like Dak might in some of that season it was like Kimbo Slice fighting bums. Like, you knew Kimbo Slice was going to knock the bum out. It was just, 
how much damage was he going to do? Now, granted, Dak has done a lot of damage against these bums. But at the same point, I, I just, like, I'm more of the, there's no really dynamic quarterback, even though Dak is doing just tremendous damage against these, again, a weak schedule. Isn't it Tyree? Counterpoints, counterpoints. You can only play the games in your schedule. You can't, you can't, Fair. I don't like holding schedule against people because they didn't schedule it. Yeah. Two, you notice that when I talked about Super Bowl or playoffs, I never mentioned this team. I talked about a regular yeah. season award. That's true, too. Because if you are the quarterback of the Cowboys and you are winning, you are by de facto a top five player in America as far as popularity goes. Just look at the booths right now. Who's talking to you about these games? Ex-Cowboys quarterbacks. That's true. So with that level of Q rating and the if if he continues to perform on big stages, and also that too is like the public perception of you in the biggest spotlights of doing big things that helps the atmosphere sports writers love a narrative they love a story they can tell themselves and then maybe write that story exactly because you know why it's less work less work as we get back to your your central mantra of less <laughs> work. i'm gonna ask thank you so much for coming on man i do appreciate you the only time i even think about college basketball is when i think about your podcast but before appreciate. you go i want to ask you something i don't think you talk about anywhere else anyone on the internet phil brooks is back dude <laughs> Dude. Phil, Phil Brooks is stealing pops at NXT events. My God. Like, that man is like, that man is looking to make Tony Khan's life a nightmare. <laughs> See him put to the schedule of signing outside of a dynamite. Like, what the fuck? Like, at, yo, I, I, here's the thing. How much would you put it against him do something similar to what DX did back in the day with, like, that army truck and going th- and just. I wouldn't put it past him. If I if I were Hunter, I'd have signed him and never used him. I'd have signed him just to spite AEW. I'd have signed him and put him in the front office or some shit. I'd made him a coach. Like, this is so funny to me. The whole thing is so petty and small. And you know they've got all the clauses to be like, we will fire your ass if we feel like it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you think Nick Khan and, and Triple H are like, no, you, again, we've seen your movies. We've experienced your movies. You are in this space and this space only. And guess what? Phil's like, are you cutting a check? Sure. Then, yeah, I'll fit this space. Because how much you want to bet, like, at some point, they'll, we'll see CM Punk on commentary at NXT. Like, we're that close to that. Like, Speaking of which, this shout out to Trick Williams like, for, for an awesome for an awesome, Fantastic. Fantastic. Showing. Um, the thing about it is, like, He's in a place where he doesn't think he can big dog people. And I said this about Tony Khan, and I've said it before, and I'll never take it back. The guy is kind of a money mark. Yeah. In yeah. that he's got the guys he loves, and he's not willing to, to, to pay for the people he doesn't. And we saw about with the QT Marshall departure. And I think it's, it's interesting to see this next season of AEW because, hey, man, there are rumors that um, Mercedes Monet, as a name in and of itself, May not exist much longer because uh, you keep hearing four horsewomen getting dropped on on WWE television. Yeah. That versus damage control is a fire. That's a good use of all eight wrestlers at WrestleMania. That is. That's a great use of all eight wrestlers, and it keeps the storylines with Bianca and everything else. Like that's. Think about it like this. Think about all the women wrestlers that AEW has right now. How many of them do you actually get to see on a weekly basis? three maybe and it's on one of them is tony's tony storm and whomever she's wrestling and then i mean you fumbled jade jade's coming we know that much oh, jade'll be hunter being hunter being like there's some things she's not prepared to do and it's through no fault of her own it's like sir hey <laughs> <laughs> man they can't trade people for shit. come over to death row learn how to wrestle listen like, at some point, again, Triple H is going to talk to Tony like, yo, Vince is gone. You really want to run a division? Come on back. You know he's going to talk to Tony Storm. You know it. And then no, if I think yeah. we're getting I think we're getting uh, Galea and I think we're getting Sasha. I think that I think they're coming back. I think that's going to be the solo match for Mania. 
Like I think we're I think we're about to end. Like as someone who is uh, yeah. uh, who's late in life become a very big fan of women's professional wrestling, I think we're about to see because that's it. If you look at the AEW products, you're like, where's the guy that you can easily just blow them away? And it's women's, women's wrestling. wrestling. And it's not about the roster because it's just about the dedication. When's the last time you heard from uh, Britt Baker? She got mad on. <laughs> I hope she got fined by Brian, which is another. You oh, can make true. you can make Brian as an authority figure the funniest. Thing. You AEW has the opportunity to do something very funny here, and they need to get off this shit with like the devil. Like, <sighs> here's it's the black here's, scorpion. Here's the thing. We're doing black scorpion. Yeah, no, exactly. No, it, the devil angle is going to end up being the shockmaster. That's how bad we're going. There's not an answer. Okay, we're, I promise we're going to get here soon. There's not an answer right now that. What are the give me two inches that would grab you and you think would be fun? Swerve. Ooh. Swerve is the only like swerve is the only one I can think of. I think cold be fun. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna do it Sim JF, and I think it's gonna be dumb. Yeah, no, like it, this looks like the hooded figure all over again. Because like we the know, if there's anything. The Anything that Tony Khan loves is leftovers. <laughs> and with that note, God damn. Uh, that's a bumper right there, kids. Uh, Nada, man, tell everyone where they can find you and on, on social media and your work. All right. You can find me at Nada Subscribe on Twitter, uh, at Nada Fresh on Instagram. And if you want to consume some of my work where you hear a little bit less of me but see more of the visual aspects of what I do, we do the Ion College Basketball Podcast. Trust me, just Google Ion College Basketball Podcast. It will show up. You will find multiple avenues there. Cover cover three as far as the college football podcast that I work on sometimes. And then also pick six, that CBS Sports property as well. And there may be a future NBA one coming soon for another episode when when I talk, when I wrap with Palm about the random sports life that we that we all consume at this point. Thank you again for coming, my friend. See, there wasn't too much backhanded. There was no, there was no attack. No, because there were too many nice. jokes. There, yeah, there, there were a lot of jokes. There <laughs> were a lot of jokes. And one day soon, uh, he's going to get with his uh, employers, and we're going to have the challenge podcast. We're going to make this happen. Yes, Please, we, I'm telling you, we can do this. Yes. <laughs> Trust me, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out who All I got right, to talk to. That was your show, guys. This is your outro. There is no outro. See you guys next week.